Extra Time with Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe and Steve Hoversall. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Welcome along to the show. Six minutes past uh, five o'clock. Uh, I've returned uh, just for a while. I was going to say that's the by popular demand because me uh, and Max are in there. Sangi, Sangi, Sangi's not here. You brought instead brought we, Max we, Powell. Yeah, in. we brought Max. Well, don't forget, Lowy's only back as he scored at the weekend. <laughs> You're getting a bit weekend, of a reputation so. here, well, Lowy. No, the thing was last weekend, as Maxie knows, really, I was coaching out on the 15s for me B license. Showing them how midfielders to get into goal-scoring positions as I teach Max every single day in training. So, if he wants to go down that route, Steve. Oh. But no, um, yeah, I was obviously away last week because of the... That um, I'm coaching the under 15s or 14s and 15s as I'm ready to hopefully pass me my B licence. You're close to that now, isn't it? It's all that? done, mate. The pack's done. I'm just waiting on a date off... Um, that one of the assessors, Neil Bailey, so it's either going to be the 14th or the 30th of this month, so hopefully get that done with the kids and then um, I can start planning the future. Excellent stuff. Uh, look, what, what a show we've probably got in the next hour because it's been an amazing weekend for Merseyside football, not only because you guys won, but you had to, of course, because <laughs> the teams around you won, which uh, just made things even more important that you got three points. Uh, but Liverpool and Everton, uh, let's just look at the bigger picture and the, the possibility of two teams having Champions League football First of all, I mean, this would absolutely be mind-blowing, wouldn't it? At the beginning of the well, season, to think both our sides could be in the Champions League. Do you know what, Steve? We've been saying on the show now for weeks and weeks, you know, it'll be great for Merseyside to have the two of them in the Champions League. There's a, you know, there's a few little rumours going around, oh, well, Everton don't want to be in the Champions League if Liverpool win the Cup. Of course they do. No matter what people say, Evertonians, they'll just be saying it off the cuff for me. What they want is they want Champions League football and I don't think they really care if Liverpool win the league mm. and I don't think Liverpool care if Everton get in the Champions League as long as they win the league. So, for me, it'll be a great achievement for the football clubs of Merseyside and it needs that. The Man United have had it for the past few years. This is what Merseyside needs. Yeah, Max, I mean, just, to, you know... From the outside, you look at it. I'm sure, you know, internally in Merseyside, we're all just nervous, aren't we? Because every game, every minute of every game now is just like a, a cup final, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, for externally, everyone's looking and going, how on earth has Merseyside sort of got this renaissance going? I know, well, you look at it's for all three clubs on Merseyside now, isn't it? For ourselves as well, for Tramia. We, every, every game now to the end of the season is, is that old cliche of it's like 6 5, whatever, how many games left? It's cup finals now. You know, if Liverpool win all their games, they win the league. If Everton win all their games now, they get in the Champions League. And, and you know, for us, if we win all our remaining games or, you know, a number of them, you know, we can stay in the division. So it, it's it's a real buzz at the moment around Merseyside. Mm. Let's look at some of the back pages. Uh, Slaphead says the Daily, Ex Daily Express. <laughs> Andy Carroll's antics cannot wreck title chances as Gerard hits the spot. It's a great one, isn't it? It's in their hands, uh, and that's another reference to Andy Carroll diving on the back of, of Simon Mignolet, uh, that ball being dropped. Should, should we start with this game yeah. and actually this incident? Do you know what? I, I was going to say on that, that, I was a bit... Andy Carroll thought he, well, when I say thought, that's what he's about, isn't he? He's a hustle and bustler. He's decent on the floor at times. He's better in the air. Uh, he was trying to get one over on Liverpool, if you ask me. You know, he'd have been nothing better for him to score against Liverpool. And I'm not saying ruin the title, but he'd have probably wanted to prove some kind of point. Now, I've seen a thing on his Instagram today. He's put a picture of the one he got sent off for. And that one, I think there's one against Swansea. And the one against Liverpool, you see, some you get and some you don't get. 
with two pitches, which look, it's not his fault. He's you know he's been sent off the well. When I say it is his fault, but I mean it's not his fault. The ref didn't give the has allowed the goal to carry on. That's down to the referee and the linesman. He's gone in there with his arms. He probably thought, well, do you know what? I might sort of leave one in on the keeper here. So next time he, he may think, oh, I'm coming over him, he might sort of pull out a fifty-fifty for argument's sake with him. So it's not his problem that the ref and the linesman have bottled it, if you like. But as I say, that's what Andy Carroll's about, and he's going to do that. And he tried to hustle and bustle the centre halves all game. And to be fair, it was quite fifty-fifty. I thought um, Skittle and Sacco done well with him. Uh, they did, not actually, I think in the first half, West Ham, you know, came away with great credit. I mean, I think they ran out of steam in the second. He did, half, yeah. But yeah, you could see. If West Ham had been in front after that first forty-five minutes, you might not have been surprised, Max. No, well, you could see. I mean, I think West Ham's game plan was to to stop Liverpool playing their game, and obviously. Get pump as many balls into the box for Andy Carroll to use his strength. And you know, first half, you know, they, I think they put so much into it. The second half, they looked dead out on the feet. And you know, that probably was Liverpool's game plan, knowing that West Ham would throw everything at them. And you know, they'd have to dig in. And then second half, the spaces what weren't there first half would open up. And and I think you've seen that second half. There's an argument to say no one's actually worked out how to play Liverpool yet th- this season <laughs> tactically. So West Ham doing this. This this was the first time I've seen a a team go to this extent to try and sort of smother the game out? Well, he did, didn't he? They wanted, they wanted to be the ones that upset the apple cart, if you like, Steve, and stop, stop Liverpool on their little bit of a run. But just just going back to that, I think it was a big, big plus that Liverpool, for Liverpool, sorry, that Nolan went off the field because he's, he's trouble mm. all the time. For Liverpool. He's a Liverpool fan and you know, deep down he might not have wanted Liverpool to lose, but you know he's professional, he's got to do his job and he was... You know, rallying around his troops and saying, you know, it's a massive game, we need to win and whatever else. But I think that was a big plus for Liverpool because that other lad who come on, forget his name, the, the one who got booked straight away, he went right through Flanagan. Not he Serino. Not Serino. Not Serino. Has he played for Juventus in the past? I think he's an experienced player, well, but he was nothing like, was he, the no. threat posed by Kevin Nolan? Well, this is what I'm saying now. Liverpool probably thought, seeing Nolan go, I thought, you know what, mm. happy days. Especially the runs he makes off cattle. Two of them have worked together for years and years on end. They know each other the best of mates on and off the field. So for me, that was a big plus, him going off the field. And as Max said then, I think they tired and they're a bit leggy, and Liverpool just popped the ball around him. Especially, for me, a lot of credit has to go to the manager as well. The tactical change he'd done, taking Coutinho off. He knew it weren't working. Coutinho was getting out, bustled, you, you and Mel's doing the game. Brings Lucas Lever on, boom, 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 calm, collective, give you the ball, take a foul, we'll go through a tackle. And that for me, and I think Gerard said it as well, that the, the manager needs to take a lot of credit for making that change at half-time. Think about it, Steve, there's not many managers that have done that. The position Liverpool are in now, they've gone, boom, you get off. He's one of our better players, Coutinho, to then replace him with someone like Lever, who's not a quality player, but he, he's, he's good at what he does. He's quality at his job. So for me, he, he has to take a lot of credit for it. And the other thing he did, he didn't put Lucas uh, in that no. deeper line role. No. He left Stephen there yeah. and he put Lucas further forward. And that I think most Liverpool fans initially scratching their heads and well, thinking, wow, what's going on? Max about Gerard. Max was saying this morning, he's, you know, the balls he's playing, he's letting, letting him have too much time on the ball. He's hitting 40 yard, 50 yard diags. And Max will tell you, midfield, it's a dream. Mm-hmm. I think you're seeing with Lucas as well. That's another dimension now he's shown, uh, you know, there was times when he was driving forward and, you know, getting it into Suarez and Sturridge, getting it back, switching and playing. I think, you know, I think Lucas has, obviously, he's been off the, t- the team for a, a large yeah. part of this season and he probably, you know, he's been probably itching to get back and, you know, he hasn't got a point to prove but he probably wants to have an input now because, you know, if, if we always gone about it being a squad game and, you know, Lucas came in yesterday and showed that, you know, he wants to, he'll want to stay in the team now. 
Look, Lucas is the the nicest lad going, but I, I was stood um, in our mix zone last week where we, we asked the players when they walk past for an interview. Some do, some don't. Yeah. Um, and you have to just take it on the chin when they say no. But Lucas is always the one you go, oh, Lucas is a banker, he'll always talk to us. Yeah. Now, Lucas has only just returned to action and Liverpool just about got through that game, didn't they, with the 2-1 win. And he, and he walked past and a colleague of mine said to Lucas, will you do an interview? And he said, no, why should I, why should I? I've not been playing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could almost see a little bit of annoyance in him for the first time. Bit of frustration that you know, all of a sudden, even for him, who probably in the past few years he's just, he's been nailed on, hasn't he, to yeah. be involved in, in the side? Well, he, he probably was because I think that game Joe Allen started that game, didn't he, Steve? And he started the game before, so he probably a bit disappointed that Joe Allen had had the nod ahead of him. But rightly so, he's been out for a while, and Joe's obviously got back to full mm. fitness because he's looked sharp when he's been playing of late and when he's been coming on so yeah I, I think that's the type of character he is you know I think next time you need to ask someone who's been playing in a stand 11 <laughs> for the interview <laughs> Absolutely. you were talking about Steven Gerrard though and he, he is being given so much time to actually dictate the game now isn't he we thought he was supremely influential before it's yeah. probably even more so now isn't it well yeah obviously it- at first, when he first played in that role, people were questioning him, weren't he? Started the season, and and now you're looking at him now, and you're thinking, how can you question him? But you give him that much time and space, he, he can literally, you know, that ball, the, the ball for the penalty for the first goal, no one else on the pitch could have hit it. He's hit it, it's actually bounced through the gap of the the defenders into Suarez's path, and then obviously, you know, Suarez has done his magic and won the penalty. But you know, stand off him at your penalty can. Yes, you could call him the sat-nav, couldn't you? Well, do you know what? The thing is, really, <laughs> and I've noticed a few people have tried to close him down, but he's that clever and that good. He can pop the ball around the corner. Mm-hmm. And what else he does is he can drag people out of space. So if, you've, if you're marking him, if, if if Max is marking him man-to-man sort of thing, well, guess mm. what? You're going to have a Coutinho dropping in the hole or a Sterling who can do that just... All right, you can't hit 30-yard diagonals like Steve. He can or 40-yard, but they can pick up... Them type of players can pick the ball up and run 30 yards with it. Mm-hmm. So therefore... Really, you'd rather think, well, let them have it and we'll try and stop these crosses or we'll stop these 30 yard dags or we'll, you know, we'll do our best with the ball. It does go into Suarez or Sturridge to try and get it back off them. But for me, y- you can't deal with that. It is his distribution, isn't it? That's just the, the absolute killer because he, he pings the, the 40, 50 yard ball like it's like it's a 10 yard yeah. pass, isn't it? <laughs> it uh, Max, so for you to be able yeah. to do that from your midfield role, I mean, that, that's a, a time learned skill, isn't Definitely, it? Definitely, yeah. You know, he does make it look easy and. You know, there's not many like him in the game. I think probably Scholes was Scholes was up there who could do it. But you know, it's, it's great, great to see, and hopefully he can carry on in the next few weeks. So the big question: Can they get across the finishing line? Five games to go. Now, I've, I've just been up at Melwood where um, the uh, the legends are practicing for this Hillsborough game. Uh, and there's ticket details of that online on the Liverpool website. So I, I spoke to Phil Thompson, Jan Molby, Kenny Dalglish up there, Ronnie Whelan. Um, they were all saying they, they firmly believed Liverpool have got the momentum and the mindset to win the title this year. I think, me personally, I think if you beat City, I know you know they're the biggest teams and, and the Chelsea's, I think Liverpool go on and win it. Because for one... I think City will slip up in one of their games. I think Everton could possibly beat them or take a point off them. And then I think Chelsea could slip up in one of their games. So then that may give Liverpool a little bit of breathing space, i.e. against the Norwiches, who've just sacked the manager. You know what it's like when the manager's gone, or the Palaces, who are fighting for their lives still. I think the home game against Newcastle is a, is a, is a banker for me. So I think Liverpool need to get through City. 
you know, a draw might not be the, the worst result in the world, a win, preferably. And the Chelsea, you see them two games out, Liverpool go on and lift the title. Would but, you not go yeah. as far to say that if they beat City, then it's, well, think, it's yeah. absolutely in their own hands? I, know, I was but, talking about it today, and I think for me, if, if you beat City Sunday, I think that's the one, because... I think they'll put go seven points clear of City then, and psychologically seven points, and you know with only four games remaining, I know City will have six. It's a it's a lot of points, yeah. isn't it? Seven points, and they'll be the, thinking the the pressure will be on them. Yeah. Then if they do slip up, then they know the gap there Liverpool have got then is massive. The reason for me being with the Chelsea one is Mourinho is a he's a tactician. He knows he he's the best man in the business still for me. Although Brendan Rodgers not far behind him now if he wins this league. There's just something. He hasn't had a good record at Liverpool as well, has he? Mm-hmm. And Sutton just in the back of me. I hope I'm totally wrong, but I just look at a footballing point of view and I think he will come up against Liverpool if Liverpool beat City with something that was very unusual. Yeah. You've seen him playing Shale up front at Edda Torres and yeah. Etu and yeah. you know, these little things now, he may be thinking, well, do you know what? I don't need a striker, I don't need to score, we'll take three we'll take a point away from home. That could cause a problem for Liverpool trying to break them down. Mourinho's the type of manager though, you wouldn't be surprised if he came and you had Torres and another striker up yeah. front. That's just that's just the way he is. He, he does spring things, doesn't he? He may come to Anfield and say, Go on boys, roll us over three points, you win the league, happy days. You can't second guess him though, can you? That's actually, what I'm saying. I think there are, there is going to be some twists and turns. It's been far it's too be. straightforward, yeah. hasn't it, for Liverpool well, in the last nine games. Liverpool have got to go and win. It'll be a run of fourteen games only. They've got five left of one nine on the spin. It'll be 14 games. That That's probably what. If you look that up, it must be. There mustn't be many that have done that. No. United's maybe in Chelsea when they're in the A-Day, but I, I can't see many teams that have done that. So it is a big ask, but as you've said, and uh, you know, the spirit around the place and the momentum Liverpool have got going now and they're all huddling together after the game, managers coming on, giving them big hugs and team spirit. Glenn, Glenn Johnson coming out a couple of weeks ago saying he's it's the best dressing room he's been in. That for me. Swindles at Liverpool's yeah. way. Okay, 20 minutes past uh, five o'clock. Uh, you're with extra time, and of course, uh, today we've got Max Power and Ryan Lowe in the studio. So we've still got 40 minutes. You can get in touch via the Twitter at City Talk 1059 at City Talk 1059. We'll talk about the Blues next, and of course, the huge win over Arsenal. Extra time on City Talk 105.9. Uh, welcome back. I'm Steve Hothersall, Ryan Lowe, Max Power in the studio uh, this week. Uh, lots of the papers today. Well, they've got Liverpool on the back pages, but of course, Everton given an awful lot of column inches as well because that was a, a huge win yesterday. Massive confidence boost for the Blues. It was a sucker punch for Arsenal. If I read just a couple of the uh, the top lines on the papers, Arsene Wenger identified confidence as the cause of his latest ordeal on Merseyside. That's what the Guardian Sport goes with. Uh, meanwhile, the Echo are saying today Kevin Morales insisted Everton have the momentum in the race for fourth place and warned Arsenal the pressure is on you now. Who in the studio feels uh, Everton will finish fourth? Yeah, I believe they'll finish fourth, Steve. I think uh, along the way they're going to help Liverpool out as well, as I said before. Um, the game yesterday, they were they were phenomenal for me, Everton. Uh, they moved the ball quick. They got in good areas. And I think it was a big plus for Everton that Osman went off the park, to be fair, although he was doing well. And I think, mm. the, you know, the Barclays of this world comes on. We've been talking about Barclay all season and how, how he should be in the team week in, week out. He can skip past players like <laughs> there's no tomorrow. And in Morales, Lukaku, excellent as well. Yesterday, you know, going back before about tacticians and making changes. And, you know, Martinez puts him out on the right, big left foot on him, get yourself at him. 
I went out to defend let him go in on his good foot is beyond me he's probably on 60 grand a week um, the full back I get his name in a minute shocking defending someone in league 1 or league 2 could probably done a better job than him but Everton could only beat what was in front of them and Everton were, were excellent and that's why I feel now they're going to push on for fourth uh, man for man and we were talking off air about just perhaps how good the Arsenal players are there's some terrific talent there but if you had to put man for man have Everton got better players than the Arsenal eleven, or have they just got better ideas and better sort of togetherness well we were just talking and obviously we mentioned Gazzola then off air how good a footballer and how t- technically gifted he is but you know going to Goodison yesterday if you're saying to me who would you rather be playing Cazorla or James McCarthy I'd be I'd be leaning towards James McCarthy because yesterday you see him he covered every blade of grass on the pitch he got around he, he kept the ball moving for Everton really well and you know I think in them types of games, you see the Arsenal players going missing. You know, you looked at their team sheet yesterday, and you know, in the past you'd have seen a Vieira or a Petit or someone, someone who gets around a the real leader. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're looking at the Arsenal team, and there's no one there. I mean, we're talking character, aren't character, we? Yeah, I mean, I, with the exception of probably Flamini, he's the only one who's probably got a bit of a nasty streak in him, gets you know, puts his foot, and other than that, you know. They're all Arsenal, are what you call like a nice team, aren't they? You know, they're really good to watch. But when when someone's in their faces and pressing them and you know getting in and amongst them, you, you know, these tend to go missing, especially this season. Yeah, I agree. The only player I would have had our, our Arsenal team in, in Everton's was would have been Chamberlain. Yeah. Because of his power, his pace, his commitment to get forward. We, we were talking about it before. Then off air, as we said. When have you ever seen Arteta trying to snarl with any players or giving it a bit of passion? Although he is captain, he never done it once for Evan. Yeah. And he's that he's that character there looking towards. You were talking before, Steve, about who's there going to like a, a Gerard type who's going to turn around like a couple weeks ago at Anfield, nearly scored. I think it was. Um, Skittle. He's like that, free shouting at them, his hands in the air, telling people, no one in the Arsenal team's going to do that. You've seen the second goal go in off Lukaku. They just all turned around and walk, walked away. Yeah. That That is not good enough from any Arsenal player. Mm. You know, they're on good money down there, and them supporters pay top, top whack to go and watch them. I wouldn't be happy if I was a supporter there, but the biggest thing, whatever, and I've got, they've got, they've got, um, They've got big hearts, them players, and you've got to have big hearts to play for Everton Football Club for me. Although I'm a red, you've got to have big hearts because them fans will not let you surrender just giving 60 70%. You have got to give 110% every time you step across that park for Everton Football Club. And it makes the size of the achievement even bigger. Not just the size of the win at the weekend, but sort of in that league race and the fact that Everton could finish above Arsenal. What Martinez has done, and, and going back to this idea of how much the Arsenal team costs against the Everton yeah. team, it's probably significantly more, isn't it? Well, more, but but Martinez has got so much more out of his collective of of players. Well, he's he's probably installed a togetherness as well. I, I don't, don't see there's any togetherness. You know, I was disappointed with Arsenal when he beat Tottenham a couple of weeks ago, throwing phones on the pitch and yeah, taking selfies, selfies and yeah. you know, it, it's if they'd won the league. Well, do that if you get in the Champions League. Well, I wouldn't even do it if I got in the Champions League. But if you win the league, then yeah, that's fine. Or you win a cup, all oh, that's brilliant. But. You, you don't do that when you've just won a game, all right? It might have been a derby, but the thing is what Martinez has installed at Everton is a bit of passion towards the lads. Let them go and play, free play. We're talking about McCarthy. He'll run all day for you. He'll throw a tackle in. Barry's the same. He'll get around a pitch. He'll zing balls. Barkley, give him a licence. Look, look how well he's played this season. I'll keep harping on about him, but, you know, he's he's a big, massive talent. He, he could possibly, these next six games for Everton, could cement his place in the World Cup if he's getting this Champions League because how well he's done all season. Young Josh Stones 
into the back. He was calm as a cucumber. He was dressed as well, what was on the lad said there, um, smarter than a carry. But he he was he was just top drawer at the back, and, and one of my mates there was saying to me, you know, it was a struggle for Jagielka to get back in the team, but then I went, you know, the other way and said, well, he's the captain of the club, he's going to play, he may play with this time, but for next season, that Josh, that Josh Stones, John Stones is going to be a, a tremendous talent for Everton Football Club. Josh Stones, Josh singer. Stones, singer. Singer, <laughs> absolutely. You talk about uh, teams sometimes having the, the star player and Suarez, without a, a shadow of a doubt, has, has been like a different edge dimension for Liverpool, although it has been a, a collective team effort. Interestingly for Everton, if you had to pick out a player and a lot of my sort of Everton mates have said Morales has been the the, the player of the season for them. Well, would you go with that? Or have they had one player who's ma- maybe gone the, the the extra yard or, or been the, the difference for them? Well, you, you can, sorry, Max, you can get in this now. I, I think um, Seamus Coleman's been... I think he scored eight goals from right, from right back this season. Mm. Baines is on. I think he scored a few free kicks and pens. I think yeah. he could be up there as well. So all them type of players are chipping in with it. You know, if Liverpool had players like that type who'd scoring goals from the back like if a, a left back and your right back scoring goals it, it doesn't half it's a, it, it's a big help yeah. I look at Gareth Barry with me being a midfielder as well I always look tend to look mm. at teams midfielders and I think Gareth Barry and, and McCarthy this year I don't think there's been many better partnerships, partnerships this season yeah. I mean I think that's been you know probably the, the main reason why Everton have done so well at them two every week consistently have been you know y- your sevens and you know with the odd eights nines and that yeah. I think them, them two playing every week together has helped the team so much because I think the way Everton play now you know they love to bomb the, the full backs on and I think with them two there when Coleman and, and Baines go on the other side as well they just tend to fill in either side and I think that's what's helped Coleman so much Definitely. this year he looks you know he looks like a, a, a real World class player. Well, he's, he looks like he's going to be a world class player, and especially yesterday, he's done a bit of, a bit of skill. Sticks out in my mind. He's yeah, done a bit, bit of skill around one of the Arsenal players, and you know, when he was playing under Moyes, he, he, you don't think he would have tried that, but now he looks like he's playing with so much confidence, and I think that's why Martinez has done so well this year. He's let the, you know, let them go out and play. So consistency is the key, and actually also experience. You mentioned Gareth Barry. Yeah. Now, if, if Everton are to get into the Champions League and Liverpool, how, how do we assess both the teams' chances? Can Everton ill afford to maybe lose a Gareth Barry in the in this summer if they're going to actually achieve anything or hold their own in a in a Champions League group stage? I think it's, I think that will just come down to finance. So I think mm. I read something the other day where saying if Gareth Barry was to sign for Everton, he'd have to half his wages. So you know, it, it, that comes down to the player. Then I mean, I think he's done so well this season. You know, I think he'll, he would he would want to sign for Everton, but then obviously it's whoever or not he wants mm. to take. Is that is that the players. only way he can stay? Am I being I, I silly here? They'd, they'd have to. Pay big, well, big well, I think though. I think the money now with Gareth Barry, his own money, his own personal monies, is irrelevant. I think what he wants now is he's played, he's come to Everton Football Club, he's got a feel of it. Yeah. So I think whatever he's on, if he's on hundred grand a week and he has to take a fifty grand a week pay cut next season, the reason he will do that if he's guaranteed Champions League football because everyone wants to play in the Champions League and Gareth Barry's no different to. The Gerrards, the Lampards, he's no, he's no different to them because they all want to play at the highest level. So for me, I think Everton can get Gareth yeah. Barry and give him a... What they'll do is he's 34 or 35 now. They may give him a two-year contract, maybe even give him a three-year contract. I say, right, look, we're in the Champions League, we can only give you X, Y, Z. But look, this is what you've got. These are the rewards you've got with it. Money's irrelevant. He's been on £100,000 a week for the last four years or five years. Before that, he was still probably on 50s and 60s. So he's, he's well off in life. I'm not saying, you know... 
take a big pay cut, which he, he possibly will. But I think the monies he's got now is, is irrelevant. And I think he will sign for Everton Football Club if they make the Champions League. Yeah, some personal ambition. How would they do in the Champions League, though? I mean, because well, you, I think that the level of football in there is just simply... It's, you know it's, it's a different dimension to the Premier League. I, I hope, I hope, I hope... I personally do hope that if, if Everton finish in the Champions League, because Liverpool will do it, if Liverpool finish in the Champions League, they'll go and spend £50 million. Guaranteed. They will spend... You believe it, on how many players? Three, will they go, will three they go maybe. for one big player? No, I think they? they'll go for three. So they go uh, back they may maybe next somewhere else. Yeah. for 25 Possibly. I think, yeah, I think they may go along that, that road. Um, I just hope Everton and Martinez get given some money. You know, whatever they get to go in there, it yeah. might not be as big as £50 million, But why not go and tempt a... I don't know, someone from Sunderland, what's his name, Adam Johnson or someone who's a lively winger, go and get him for £10 million. go and pick someone from Spurs who's not really been in the fold as much, a Townsend even, who's probably been brushed out, or a Lennon, someone along them lines who Martinez can get the best out of and go, yeah. look, it's Champions League football, you may have to take a pay cut, we may be only to pay £10, £8 million pound for you, if you can get out your side, we'll take you, and I hope to, I, I, I do really hope that, Ken Wright gives Martinez some money to spend if they make the Champions League. OK, anyone out there listening, uh, Evertonians, who would you like to see on your side if you were to get into the Champions League? Who could make a, a difference for you indeed? Um, Lukaku's goal was, was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, we've had some tremendous goal of the season contenders and Rooney's was from halfway line. That was unbelievable. I think yeah. it won the, the match of the day goal of the month. Um, but what a great run from a big man. Yeah, I mean... I think, as Lowy mentioned before, the defending for it wasn't the best, but you can't take anything away no. from him. He's drove inside, he's shown great pace and power, and then and then the finish has been there to go with it. And I think, you know, that's, you know, that's what he's shown what he can do. And again, now you know he's he's played up top on his own all season. You know, he's added another dimension now for this runner. Now you might see him out on the, I was on the. Uh, the wide right now and he might you know produce them goals that fire Everton into the Champions League so Everton uh, reaching 63 points yesterday two more than the uh, last time they finished fourth in 2005 and only two shy of their Premier League record haul in 2007 2008 uh, it's interesting uh, Neil Mellor was doing his stats before the game when we went to uh, West Ham yesterday and he looked up the last two seasons and you know Manchester United Manchester City both finished on 89 points were Liverpool to win their final five they'd finish on 89 points I didn't think Manchester United were that good a side last year, but 89 points is a heavy haul. Well, they weren't, was they? But they know how to grind out results. Going back to motivation and managers and tacticians and making changes, Ferguson was just as good as anyone, it? and that's why he got the best out of them players. I know we're talking about Man United here, but I don't think Moyes is getting the best out of them. You know, I seen a quote yesterday, the best thing that ever happened to Everton was Alex Ferguson retiring. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can look at it and, and you think, do you know what, it's, it's a great comment and it, and it could yeah. be, it possibly is true because Moises have probably signed another four or five year or a ten year contract and did there still be a negative approach from Everton or it's nil-nil but we'll keep a draw rather than Martinez, nil-nil, I'm going to get a forward on or a attacking midfield or a winger to try and win the game. Yeah, well, I think if you look at that as well, you know, you've had the emergence of Ross Barkley this year where that wasn't really happening under Moyes and and Coleman's another example is that of that as well. You know, you look at him playing and he looks a completely different player playing under Martinez than he did under Moy. So I think they're, you know, Everton fans, you know, they've got a they've got a strong argument there to yeah. say that was the best thing that's happened for them in the past, you know, five, ten years. 
Uh, Max Power, Ryan Lowe, and it's 5.38. It's Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Short break, and we'll, uh, we'll talk a bit of tram here next. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Uh, nearly quarter to six. Uh, the, the sun's just beaming across the Mersey. You don't get a view like that anywhere else. It's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Um, you can come up here to the viewing gallery if you like. I'm not sure what time it shuts this evening, but uh, if not tonight, loads of chances over the summer. And uh, when it's a day like this, sight like no other. Uh, Tramir Rovers. Uh, we're going to that just a sec. Some of your thoughts on the tweets. Uh, Liam says, got to sign Lukaku. You can't replace uh, his goals. Uh, James says, parked up listening, taking a chance, though. The beard does doesn't help. Must be something to do with you, Lowy. Um, get Lowy across the water. Give him European experience. Uh, Mick <laughs> says, um, what is it? Best player of the season for Everton, all of them. Um, it's always about how poor the other team plays, Mick always uh, says as well. Never about us. Why don't Everton get the plaudits they deserve? I th- I thought is that we Mick made... 57? Yeah, I thought oh, we'd just off, them. You get more plaudits than anyone, mate. I'm sure you're waiting for a little nibble. He's going to put one of them oh, fish things yeah. on there in a minute, isn't he? And yet, at the same time, JJ Samo, who's uh, who's always dead critical when I, when I present, says I don't do enough blue stuff, says I'm suitably impressed. Great blue stuff. There you stuff. go. Yeah. There you go. You can't he just wants his name reading out all the time, <laughs> Mick. Uh, David Downey, McCarthy and Coleman have been phenomenal this season. Well, he can tell you that after six, can't he? Uh, and the last one that's just come in then, uh, what's this from Port Online? Your first club, Brian, Southport FC. I remember that penalty shootout in the youth final at Kirby. What's that yeah, to do with? Yeah. Explain, the, explain team, what yeah. the conversation is there. Um, I forget who we were playing. I, I, it might have been Leyland or someone, but yeah, it was a youth team on there. It's one of them lifts, not lifts, one of them staircases they have where um, the. You know, just setting a race off and the, the, the um, umpire or whatever went up to yeah. the top and flagged the flag. <laughs> right. We all ran, I ran up that my hands were like that and all the lads run up but it was getting a bit wobbly. Like, get down, get down. <laughs> but yeah, it was a final for Southport U team, yeah. Goodness me, Lowe's history. Uh, right, Tranmere Rovers uh, at the bottom of League One at the moment. There's uh, Stevenage, Notts County, uh, just above them, Shrewsbury, Crew, and then just out of the relegation zone, Carlisle and Tranmere. The bottom four have played 41. Uh, 43 points have Crew. They're fourth from bottom, uh, but so do Carlisle, Tranmere, and Colchester. <laughs> Doesn't make good reading, just in terms of keeping the nerves right, does it? <laughs> Oh, boys, you're both biting your nails now, aren't you? Uh, Look, you've got a game in hand on those teams down the bottom, and that was a big goal from from you and a big win, of course, at the weekend. Do do you know what, Steve? On Saturday, it was a bit of... um... I spat me dummy out to be honest. I was a bit. Uh, we we got the ground all prepared right all week, and you know as we as we do, and Johnny Mack and the coaching staff get us ready for it. But we we got there and we walked out on the pitch, and you think you know nice day where the max, nice mm-hmm. sunny. You think oh, for this, you know, we're up for every game, but you think oh could be our day here. And next thing you see Johnny Mack talking to the referee, and the next thing we we find out that we've got to wear their kit. Oh yeah, I forgot to bring this up. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm not wearing their kit. There's no chance, you know what I'm. Paid by Tammy Rovers Football Club. My contracts are them. Max is obviously a Tammy fan, a young boy. And I can't imagine how he felt, but he comes in, right, lads, we've got to wear their kits. And I was like, what? Why, why can't we wear our, you know, our tops, we, our polos we travel and get them to get some numbers on? He's still got the Tammy crest on and, you know, the, the, the um, sponsor and whatever else. And we'll wear our blue shorts. What's the problem? So explain what it, what colour is your away kit normally? Our away kit's like a. a it's a light blue. It's a light with blue claritin. with like claritin. For me, it shouldn't have been a problem, and they were in mostly dark blue with white stripes going through, blue shorts, 
and white socks. But the ref was giving it this one, oh, well, the sun's out, and, you know, I might mistake him for something. The ref was at the torrid anyway, so that's where it started, as they started by yeah. telling Johnny Mack. So, anyway, it's all confusion going on, and... <laughs> Our goalie coach went, you know what? And it was a great speech, weren't yeah, it, Timo? Do you know what? If there was ever a time for someone to do a speech, it was then because was there was murmurs, and then Timo, he, he, can, he can lose it when it, on, yeah. on a split second. And, and this on is the this goalie occasion, coach he did again, and he just started going, it's not about the kit, he's using inside the kit. And, you know, to be fair, it was the. You know, it needed that because Lowy's head had gone. He was marching but, around in the <laughs> toilet saying, I'm not wearing their kit. <laughs> but then, he's, after him saying all that, I went, hang on a minute, you're not wearing the kit. <laughs> and I, I just went, oh, my head okay. fuzzed up, and I'm thinking, oh. So I had to lock myself in the loo for about five minutes, so I'm sitting there reading the programme, I'm fuming and frustrated and thinking. And then I realised that, obviously, there was no Wallace through injury, no Goodison. Oh, I'm captain today, I better get out there, you know what I mean? I thought, so the lads are all saying the kits on what sizes and all that. I end up with the lads, all the lads that give all the names in, so Johnny Mack come to me last, he knew I had a bit of a cob on, because I had to wear their kit. He goes, Lowy, what, what number? What, what? I went, nine. Fuming, I'd only put, put picked the extra large oh, out, yeah. hadn't I? The kit was... <laughs> <laughs> so that made it even worse, but then I'm thinking, I'm trying to be professional about it, and you know what? We've we done our bits and bobs, and just before we're going out there, we, you know, we said our bits and bobs, and, and then, you know, for me, I think, when we, were in, we had a huddle before the game, the lad said a few things, I'd said a few things, and we said, you know what, let's go and beat them in their kit, and yeah. let's, you know, we're not but three points, and... Great team performance. After all that crap we'd had to deal with, you know what I mean, Steve? With, with all the crap that's gone on most of the season. And, you know, the lads, t- you know, need to take some credit because every single one from the keeper right to the subs that come on, the coaching staff, we, you know, they all done a great job. That, that idea of not wearing your own kit, it, it just seems unthinkable, doesn't it? I mean, part of playing for your football club is yeah. is the kit you're in, isn't it? To be fair, I think I was the only one saying, listen, as we get to wear Puma today instead of Fila, so I was quite <laughs> happy. I quite like the fit. I mean, I got the shorts on myself. I had medium shorts, which... He's making light of this. I was leaving you know emotional. <laughs> it was a bit... Do you know, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, all my experience, I've never had to do it. <laughs> Max will probably have to do it, you know, a few years every now and then. But I think you know some clubs will have a take. I've never ever had to do it. A team had to do it against us once, and I was like, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes because I wouldn't, and I, I wouldn't put that to anyone. Um, but there so, was a, so, so you don't bring a third kit with you. There's only well, ever a yeah, second kit. I don't. I think, I think finances are Sammy. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't I mean, think I don't we've think got ever a need. Really need a third no. kit. There's never really been an and occasion. And you know what, where... Steve? Right, they probably could have been. It could, it could have been played as going back to yeah. the ref. He, he was a bit. Of a, you know what I mean? It was all about him. Even on the pitch, he was arrogant and whatever else. But we'll get get off the subject of that. And the lads were like in a change, were, were bubbly about it, laughing a bit of banter. And I was like, wow, how do I take this here? And so I think that got us all together as well. We're, we're obviously the yeah. you know Timo's speech he'd said to the lads, and you know, all lads are rallying around, going, come on. And you got like funners saying, haha, I don't have to wear that kit. Yeah. I can still wear the Sammy goalie kit. <laughs> so it was all a big. And you know what? It took us all together, and, and the performances from the lads, every single one of them to a man, was 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 excellent. A final word on kit. I can't remember ever seeing that with Liverpool, but I can remember seeing socks being changed or something like that, and then all of a sudden the entire kit looks like it's ruined because they're we've wearing to do that the season, wrong yeah. socks we with play, it. We've played Peterborough this season who similar situation yeah. where they play in blue and white and so do we, but all we've had to do is change the socks to blue. Yeah. Now, I think I think we could have got away with wearing our home kit this, uh, at Colchester because 
their, their top was predominantly blue, so we could have wore our white. We've got white shorts, and then we could have just changed our socks to blue. But Steve, they came, Steve, they came on took it in the neck. He was walking around the change rooms <laughs> oh, all, all out and bother. But as I said, I mean, at least we got to wear it. Uh, Puma for the day instead of feeling. <laughs> uh, Kit, our, ma- our mate uh, Neil Miller's been in touch. Great tram story about the kit. Shocked to hear Timsey can lose it. Uh, Captain's <laughs> oh, 11. Out, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think Liverpool have got a problem at the moment with bald referees. They weren't that impressed yesterday. They probably don't want Howard Webb next week. Should oh. that one be pulled out of the bag? <laughs> I'm interested to know, just in terms of the scheme of, um, of sort of great miracles in football, and when I went down before and I spoke to the guys about the Legends match, I asked every one of them, if Liverpool were to win in the league this season would that be a greater achievement than what happened at Istanbul um, not just Istanbul the Champions League run the season winning the European Cup in that manner when the odds were against them but this season going from 7th at the end of last season to possibly winning the Premier League is it a greater achievement do you think and quite a few of them Tomo said it's the Istanbul of the league yeah yeah. I, I'd say so. I mean I we, I watched the Carragher programme before as well and that brought back all the uh, yeah, the Istanbul I members I was, I went to that, I was there and I know yeah. you were there as well Louis. I'm, I'm, how many years ago was that nine years ago now so I'd have been 11 and watching it again before and watching Carragher talk about it I think it it's it shown how much a big of it and how big an achievement that was but as you say with the late I'd say it's up there most yeah, definitely. definitely you know to finish seventh last season and then you know you're coming into this season you've got Tottenham who spends 100 million you've got I know Man United have had the manager change but they were the champions yeah. from last season you've had City Chelsea you know Liverpool were, were trying to finish in the top four now there's a chance of five mm. games left win or five you, you've won the league now I don't think there could becomes any bigger achievement than that I think that's a question for when for if it happens if it happens it's a great question to ask now well it is for you as a even in the sense of (laughs) do do you know when myself and Mel's left uh, West Ham yesterday we got on the train and because we left straight away we were with all the fans there were some brilliant young young lads we were with they were about 18, 19, 20 and I said to one of them I said do you remember Istanbul and he sort of said well I was 10 I didn't really experience the parade and and he said you know but if we win the league this year he said I can't imagine what it will be like and you know interestingly for me, sort of nine years ago, experiencing that Istanbul thing, that, I, I sort of think, how, how could I ever experience anything better than that? Yeah. So I think age can play a part in this, yeah. can't it? But the size of the achievement itself, I think it's relatively comparable, isn't it? Well, it is, Steve, yeah. And as I think, as I was saying then, you know, they've done that, the Champions You don't want to League, curse it, do you? No. <laughs> the Champions League, they've done it, and they come back, as, as uh, Max was saying then, about what Carra was saying between, and he was like, oh, who's been before? Who's been yeah. before? And it, that's just running through his head. It, it wasn't a case of let's get back in the game, it was a case of just trying to keep the score down. And the way they went on and done it, and they won it, and it was, was phenomenal. And, it, you know, it, it is one of the best days of my life, apart from when the kids were born. But for this to happen now again, and for my little lad to see it, and, you, you know, who's eight, and you think, oh, hang on a minute, this could just top it all because then you've got memories from you your lads your other, other people in your family I think it'd be a bit more you know you'd enjoy it a lot more because I'd enjoy excuse me I'd enjoy it certainly with my little lad as well yeah. whereas there I was all on my own you know and going it was back with my mates and, with Istanbul I was 11 and within a few days I was back in school and but forgot now, about it whereas forgot. now he's never <laughs> going to forget about this this the so, thing you know 
Whereas, you know, this time you're in the league, you can go to the port, you'll be out with your mates and, and all that. Whereas me, I was a bit back and forth. Do they bend them, actually? <laughs> well, this well, is it. Is, a, yeah. Age dictates everything. Oh, well, yeah, of course. It? Where well, you are. When he was 11, he, he couldn't. When he was 11, he couldn't go with his dad and all that with their drinking and, you know, I'm not yeah. saying, you know, condone drinking and drink and drink. But I was there. I, the one thing that I was disappointed in, I couldn't get on for the, uh, the parade. Yeah. For the parade. Yeah. But then I was in the after party, which was even better. Oh, I was winding the lads up yeah, today. The lads were saying, oh, was you at Istanbul? And I said, yeah, was you? And he went, yeah, yeah, I was there. And I was going, was you the after party? And he was going, no, no. I said, it must have been me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 that one's going to get pulled out of the future. And so, you might be this time well, as well. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, well, this time, I hope he takes Probably Max, in, haven't yeah, I? I, I don't, look, I don't want to tempt folks. We've only got two minutes. But what in the office, what we were looking at was, uh, we were wondering if there was a parade, when would it be? And then we noticed there's a fixture in Ireland on the Wednesday, yeah, a I've contractual fixture. So Liverpool, this is the, the Wednesday after the last day of the season's on yeah. the Sunday. So there was a parade. It couldn't possibly be a Tuesday. Nah, they because t- they're not going to wake up with hangovers and head off to... to, be the to the, the so under- it would have to be the Monday, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or the the under-21s are getting sent to that game, 100%. <laughs> Look, I'm getting carried away yeah. anyway. Um, oh, yeah, we'll see. The one thing I'm loving at the moment when I'm travelling away with Liverpool is the uh, Poetry Emotion song. And they've, they've apps- Have you heard it? What one is that? Poetry emotion. Go on, sing it. Absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know what Everton um, songs at the moment, whether you want to get in touch, send them to Dave Downey. I'll read some of those out in the next hour. Um, it is all in the game, which is coming up next. And, of course, um, Neil Atkinson and Dave Downey will take you through to 7 o'clock. Thanks for your, uh, your involvement in the show uh, this evening. Uh, what's this final thought from Sally? Get on this, Neil, and spread the word to get it higher in the charts. I don't know what it is. Apologies. Probably nothing we were talking about. <laughs> uh, did you win the Grand National, either of you? No, no the missus no. had second. Yeah. Not on nowhere. Is it still running now? Through the Mersey Tunnel. Max Power and uh, Ryan Lowe, thank you very much uh, indeed. We've got all in the game up next. Extra time on City Talk 105.9.